Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 10, How to Make New Friends. It's December 17th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. And what I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even during difficult times. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and the music for my podcast is by Howie Moscovich. How to make new friends. Boy, I love this topic because number one, I'm blessed with some amazing, amazing, amazing friends and plenty of them. But here's the thing about making new friends. Making friends is just not easy. Even for somebody like me who is fairly adept at it, it's just not the easiest thing in the world. And if it was easy, let's face it, everybody would have tons of friends, which is not the case. Now, if you haven't listened to my first podcast, which is titled Be Well Loved, I hope you're going to go back and listen to that because I hope that you're going to make it your number one goal in life, to be well loved. I mean, I don't know what else you'd want. Well, okay, you can have money, you can have fame, you can have whatever, but there's nothing like being well loved and friends can help you get there. So we're going to dive in and kind of pull apart like Taffy, the issues about making friends. So here's what I'm going to cover today. I'm going to talk about dysfunctional families and love and the impact it has on children and young people growing up and then adults briefly. I'm going to touch on the 21 benefits for having good friends. I'm going to talk about briefly, the obstacles to making or having friends, as well as 16 ways to make new friends to give you some ideas. Then I'll cover the takeaways from this podcast and give you a call to action. And before I begin, <coughs> my shameless plug, please visit my website where you can enter my Year of Freedom giveaway and win free stuff. I mean, there's free stuff to be had. And as soon as my new book, the author copies of my new book come in, I'm going to add a bunch of copies of the book to the giveaway. Why not? The giveaway, by the way, goes on <clears throat> through July 2021. So next through next July. And my website is www.lisaalundy.com. Next up. I have a disclaimer because I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any way. And so none of my material constitutes medical or therapy advice. Now, if you are suicidal or if you are thinking about or have been thinking about harming yourself or committing suicide, I am personally asking you and begging you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to just do it. I'm asking you to do it right now. I'm asking you to talk to people. I'm asking you to tell people. I'm asking you to be in action. And I understand if you're suicidal or <clears throat> you're thinking about harming yourself, 
that you might not feel like getting in action or calling the suicide hotline, but I'm asking you to anyway, because your life does matter. Even if you don't feel like it matters, it matters. All right, now we're going to touch on dysfunctional families, love, and the impact on children. So according to the research, 70 to 96%, let me say that again, according to the research, 70 to 96% of American families are dysfunctional. Now there's a wide range of behaviors that fall under the umbrella of dysfunctional. So there's you know, different intensities or severities of, of dysfunction in families. But it's just important for you to understand that dysfunctional families are the norm. They're not the exception, they're the norm. And, it, and it's helpful when we can call it what it is, you know, name it, give it language. So where do children first learn about love? Well, they learn about love <clears throat> in their families of origin. They learn about love from their parents and or siblings <clears throat> or whoever's raising them. Now, where are children often wounded? Well, they're often wounded growing up in dysfunctional families where behaviors don't necessarily line up with love. So childhood traumas, wounds can prevent young people who grow up to be older people or can prevent older people from having the skills and abilities to love, to let love in, to be well loved, and to make friends. So there's a lot of reasons why making friends is difficult for people and much of that can be traced back to dysfunction in the family that you grew up in. And by the way, if you don't get involved in growth and development or healing work, you're just going to carry around those wounds, the, the, the dysfunction that you learned, and perpetuate the cycle. So we want people to break the dysfunctional family cycle. All right. So there you have that. All right. Now, Making friends. We know from the research that making friends is really good for you. Now, according to the research, actually dealing with feelings of loneliness and isolation have more significant health benefits than dealing with a problem like obesity. So it's extremely important that you have friends or family or people to socialize with. So here's the top 21 not necessarily every single, but the top 21 benefits to having good friends. When I say having friends or good friends, I mean people of character, people of integrity. You don't want bad people in your life. You don't want people who are going to be manipulating you or gaslighting you or, you know, exploiting you. You want good people. All right, number one, and I won't say all the numbers. I'll just, I just kind of read them off. It's abs, it's the absolute best, one of the best things you can do for your health. So there you have it. Having good friends, great for your health. Friends love you. They can give you love and you can and you can give them love. Friends validate you so you can give and receive validation. Friends support you and hopefully vice versa. Friends can make you laugh or smile or <laughs> at least in my world, that's how it goes. Because although I can be serious, people, <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm serious about my content and, and the substance of my content, but I do like to have fun. And friends are fun. Friends can take the bite out of loneliness. Friends give you something, you know, people to do things with. 
and friends should call you on your stuff. And I say should call you on your stuff because you want to have authentic friends. You want to have friends where there's no fakeness. Having friends is great for your emotional health and well-being. It's how human beings were meant to be, kind of like in tribes. Having friends makes builds self-esteem, and it makes life so much more interesting. You will learn new friends, unless you have friends that are clones of yourself, which I don't necessarily, I'm not recommending or not recommending, but typically you can learn new things from friends. It can help you mitigate or stave off depression, and it's great to have a fan club to cheer you on in life. I mean, of course, that's because if you have good friends. If you have bad friends, they're going to be jealous and envious, and they're not going to be cheering you on. Friends can help you really survive hard or dark times. Friends can remind you of who you are, what you're capable of, for those times when you need to be reminded of that. Friends just make life easier, and friends can help you on your journey to growth and development, because hopefully if you're listening to my podcast, or reading my blog, or my watching my YouTube videos, you've decided, hmm, yeah, it seems to be some good stuff with that growth and development. So take your friends on the ride. They can join you. And friends can help you celebrate the good times in life. So there's 21 benefits to having good friends. And I'm telling you, there are so many times and and reasons why you have to make more friends or you have to make new friends. Like, you know, whether you move or you change jobs or people get married or they get divorced. Like, there's just a ton of things that cause you to be in a position where you have to make new friends. So don't be embarrassed or ashamed about it. Now, I want to talk about the obstacles to making friends because I talk to people about this topic all the time and I'm intimately aware that making friends is difficult. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean it's easy. I mean, you have to put yourself out there. So let's kind of run through. So I want you to listen to this list, the obstacles to making friends from the standpoint Does any of this resonate with you? Does any of this kind of land like, hmm, yeah, that's me. So there's a little over 20 things on the list, and I'm not going to number them. I'm just going to read them off. This, by the way, it's not some official list. This is my list. Um, Number one, fear of rejection. I have a whole video. I have a whole series of videos, actually, about making friends on my YouTube channel. I also have a blog post about making friends on on my website. But <clears throat> fear of rejection is one of the big, 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 big things. Okay, self, low self-esteem or self-loathing, disempowering attitudes or beliefs, personality traits that repel people. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a little bit greater detail coming up here. Behaviors that send people running. Fear of ridicule, low communication skills, low emotional skills, Lack of role models, inexperience with either having or being a friend, circumstances that make it difficult to to make friends, controlling people that thwart your intentions to have friends, and that can include parents, by the way. There's some parents who are threatened when their children or young people start to fly the coop and make friends. Resignation, meaning that you tried it and it didn't work out. Oh, I have a whole video about that. Fear of failure. Being an introvert can actually make it harder or be an obstacle to making friends. Sometimes it's simply a lack of understanding of how important it is to have friends. Because I think if you understood 
how important it is you'd be willing to go through the eye of the needle. Depression or anxiety can be a big obstacle. Sometimes people are embarrassed by their set of circumstances or their situation, and that prevents them from making friends. Sometimes it's a lack of confidence to even make the effort. And sometimes it's a little bit of a superiority complex, like, well, I don't want to be friends with them. I'm better than them. So <clears throat> that's the top list of obstacles. And before we get into some ideas of how you can make new friends, I really want to take a pause here and talk about the, the personality traits or behaviors. They're, they're both. There's some personality traits and there's some behaviors that repel people. They actually just, it just sends people running the other way. And I am personally familiar with some of these traits, not the behaviors, okay, but the traits, because I actually have them. So I can tell you my, I'm going to just tell you my five worst traits, which I learned about, oh, I don't know, let's see, probably late 80s, early 90s. And they're terrible. Okay, they're terrible. You don't want to have these traits. But I'm going to tell you the good news is once you can become self-aware that you have maybe a not-so-hot trait, like I'm going to list off here, then and you can accept it and you can appreciate, yeah, I can really be that way, then it doesn't own you. So here's my five worst traits. And I'm telling you, actually, to be totally frank, most people have these traits or abilities. They just don't recognize it own it, claim it, and so it, it has more of a predominant, you know, it comes out more predominantly. All right, so being a know-it-all, being self-righteous, being arrogant, being judgmental, being overly opinionated. So those are my five words, and I did talk about this at a Toastmaster speech in another podcast. I'm not going to repeat that, but the bottom line is, yes, can I be a know-it-all? I can. Can I be self-righteous? I can. Arrogant? Yes. Judgmental? Yes. And overly opinionated? Yes. But as I embraced those terrible traits, they're really not good, the less and less and less and less they show up. So in case you're unfamiliar, when I say arrogant, I mean having or, you know, kind of having or revealing, you know, an, an exaggerated sense of your own importance or your abilities. And I, when I say self-righteous, I mean having or being characterized by a certainty, especially an unfounded one, that is totally, <clears throat> like, it's that you're totally correct or you're morally superior. And hopefully we all know what a know-it-all is. So here's the thing. You know, if you can pause and be introspective, which is part of, growth and development. It's part of growing your emotional abilities. It's part of emotional intelligence. And you can admit to yourself <coughs> that you can have a tendency to be a know-it-all, self-righteous, arrogant, judgmental, or overly opinionated. That's going to give you freedom. That's going to give you freedom. And the more you can own it, and the more you can claim it, and the more you can talk about it with your friends or people, your family, the more freedom you're going to have. Because you want to be able to appreciate yourself. You want to be able to appreciate your imperfections. You want to be able to appreciate that you're not perfect and you have these imperfections. And, and the more you can appreciate them, the less they're going to show up. But those traits, those traits are not appealing to people. 
Now, I managed to have a lot of friends before I became that self-aware to recognize, oh, I mean, it was like a, oh my gosh, those are terrible. How did I ever have so many friends? I don't know. So those are, those are traits or personality traits that, you know, are unattractive and repel people. And, and significant amount of the population has those traits. The difference between myself and some other people is I can own it, claim it, accept it, appreciate it, and not have it run the show. Where other people haven't acknowledged it, don't own it, don't claim it, are projecting it on other people, and it's running the show. Now, I want to go into some behaviors that will have people not want to be friends with you. And thankfully, you know, I don't have these behaviors. I never really did. But but it is a reason why, you know, people aren't going to want to be friends with you. And I'm in no way saying, by the way, you're, you guys are know-it-alls, righteous, self-righteous, arrogant, judgmental, or overly opinionated. This is just a podcast about how to make friends. So we're going to talk about all the things about friendship. So the behaviors that people really abhor are gossiping, excluding others, backstabbing, lying, cheating, manipulating others, being an attention seeker, users, being jealous or vengeful, seeking revenge on other people, being mean, discrimination or discriminating of any kind, and actually being self-loathing. So <clears throat> people don't often pause to think about gossiping, for example. Now, I have a whole little short YouTube video about why gossiping is so bad. If you gossip about people with your people, they're going to think the moment that they're not there that you're going to gossip about them. And quite frankly, it's very highly or likely to be true. Gossiping is just never going to have you have intimate, connected relationships with people because they're not going to trust you. People want to be able to have friends that are trustworthy and reliable. Same thing for excluding others. I mean, excluding others besides being hurtful just makes you look like you're small-minded. You want to be, you want to include people, you want to take people on the ride and have fun, you know, get over yourself. So the lying, the cheating, the manipulating others, backstabbing, I mean, there's being mean. Nobody likes that stuff. So that's what people don't look like. And by the way, I have a short video on my YouTube channel called Making Friends Big No-Nos. So I'm going to get into the big yeses before we get into some tips of where you can, how you can go about making new friends. So the things that people love and the, the, the character traits and behaviors that people love and are attractive are being open-minded. Yep, that would be the opposite of a know-it-all, righteous, or being arrogant. Being a person of character and integrity. Now, I have a blog post about the magic of integrity, and I have a, a YouTube video about being a person of character and integrity and another bit, separate video about the magic of integrity on my YouTube channel. This is really, integrity is magical. Integrity is like, ugh, it's the, it's the bomb. You want to have integrity, and that means you're going to keep your promises. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. And if you can't, you're going to get in touch with somebody or whoever and say, I said I would do ABC. I can't do it, but here's what I can do instead. Or I said I'd do ABC, A, B, and C or A, B, or C or whatever. 
I can't do it at all. I'm really sorry. I hope you can understand. You know, like being a person of integrity doesn't mean you're going to keep every promise. You're going to keep as many promises as you can. And hopefully, as you get more and more muscle to integrity, you're going to be thinking hard about the promises that you make. And clean it up if you don't. You want to be respectful. Nobody likes to be disrespected. You want to be humble and have a sense of humility, not arrogant. And you want to be authentic and real. People love it when you can be authentic and real. It's just like people eat that up like candy. It's like, it's like, it is like candy, actually. Be authentic and be real. What do you want to do? You want to be fake and filled with pretense? No, no, people don't like that. All right, some other things that people love. They love it when you're kind and generous. They love it when you're thoughtful. They love it when you're supportive. And they love it when you're up to something. If you want to attract people, be up to something and have these other good traits. Liking yourself. That is another attractive quality that attracts people to you. Why? Because people don't like it when you're self-loathing. They don't like it when you have low self-esteem because you're in the you're in the downside of the negative and you know it's just it does that's that's a fact. Okay. Appreciating yourself. So I have a podcast about feeling better with self-care and self-compassion and growing your self-esteem and confidence. Self-care and self-compassion can help you with that. Actually, several of my podcasts can help you start to like yourself and grow your skills and abilities. So I want to dive in now to 16 ways to make new friends. Because I, I have made new friends in the, the oddest kinds of ways. And like I, I love people. I just love people. I mean, I, there's so many things to, about people to love. I mean, just like, you know, friends and strangers, just people are great. All right, so number one, get out there and like. So you need to get out of your head, get out of wherever you live, get out of your comfort zone. You need to get out there and like. Now, I recognize fully that we're in a pandemic. Duh, no kidding. But you can still make friends. So one of the other suggestions is you can join a club or an organization. Listen, some of the clubs and organizations are still meeting. They're having Zoom meetings. They're getting on the phone. People are still volunteering in a safe way. There's, you know, just because we're in a pandemic, life has not stopped. And you can definitely make friends during a pandemic. So volunteering <clears throat> is the next thing. Volunteering is a fantastic way to make new friends. I have made new friends over the years when I would move, you know, by volunteering at my church or helping some other organization. It's a fantastic way to make new friends. Now you want to volunteer if you have the, the luxury and time to do that in, in a category or in a topic that appeals to you. Talking to strangers. Oh my goodness. This is like one of my favorite things to do. And thankfully, well, when my kids were young, they didn't really mind. Then they kind of got to that certain age where it was like annoying. And now they're 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 grown, so now they I think they just kind of find it humorous and they do the same thing. Talk to strangers. So talking to strangers, I have to tell you, I met a woman that I'm still friends with at while well, we were both waiting <clears throat> for our cars to be serviced at like the Goodyear tire store or someplace. And we got to talking and I thought, oh, she's probably about my same age. She's not wearing a ring, so she's probably single too. So I just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm here. I haven't, I didn't grow up here. You know, if you ever want to go out and get a drink or whatever, or hang out, here's my card. And eventually somehow, I guess she contacted me because I didn't have her contact. And, you know, we've been friends and she's amazing. She's very cool. Like you can, you can be like a lint roller and, and pick up friends along the way. I guess she could tell you some other making friends stories about talking to strangers, but I think one's enough. All right. Reconnect with old classmates. Well, if your class, if your high school or college class or whatever, trade school, I don't care what kind of school, hasn't had a reunion, set it up. You can connect with some old classmates and that is like fantastic because you have shared memories from the past and you you know people. So reconnect with old classmates. There's a whole potential pool of people. Now there might be some classmates you don't want to connect with, but you don't have to connect with everybody. Just connect with the ones that you like. Next, you could organize a reunion, a charity event, or something. And that is like a phenomenal way to connect with people. But oftentimes it takes one person to organize it. Or hopefully you're going to do it in a group. But organize something and that will bring people into your life. Next up, take a class that interests you. There's all kinds of classes. Now, you know, we might not you know, have some limitations currently. But, you know... At some point, you know, get in a class that interests you. What, what have you always wanted to learn to do? And even with, you know, the current situation, you know, they're still doing Zoom classes and whatnot. Next up, one way to make friends is to be authentic about yourself and be vulnerable. So I'm not talking about oversharing here, but... Being able to be authentic about yourself when you're talking to strangers or maybe you're, you know, in a, in a group and you're not friends with the people, the more you can, you know, appreciate yourself, like I spoke about earlier, you know, really like yourself, the more authentic and vulnerable you can be, that's going to go a long way to helping you make friends. Next up, invite other people to do things with you. You might not be friends with someone at this point, but you can kind of stitch together people to go do stuff with. I'm telling you, I have a lot of experience with this, and it works because there's plenty of people. Actually, the majority of people actually need to make more friends or better friends or, you know, change their friend pool to some degree. So you might want to go to, you know, a sporting event or a craft show or something when we have those things and invite other people along. I mean, what do you have to lose? The worst it can be, you know, the worst it could go is they could say no. And maybe they'll say no five times and the sixth time they say yes. Next up, start a hobby if you have the luxury of time. And most people if you looked at my hobby blog posts, they actually do have enough time that they could do some hobby work. Hobbies are a great way to get connected with people. You know, people who share your interests. And it's a great way to make friends. Meet and organize your neighbors. Now, I have met and organized my neighbors in more than one town or city. At, you know, creating block parties and social events. And it's phenomenal. I mean, when I moved into one neighborhood, 
The neighbors didn't know each other. And because it's just a natural expression of who I am, I just set about going to meet them and creating a neighborhood list and asking, you want to be on the neighborhood phone list? And, you know, would you come to a coffee and, you know, whatnot? It's just like, that's what I do. And it was phenomenal. I had a call. So I created this phone list with people's permission. And then I hosted a coffee. And the, and the morning of the coffee, you know, it's on a Saturday. Um, like, I forget what it was, like 10 to noon or something. And at like 10 o'clock, nobody's there. 10, 10, nobody's there. And I thought, oh, wow, nobody's coming. And I'm like, yeah, somebody will come. And eventually, one of the neighbors from down at the end of the block, she came up with the coffee cake. And the minute the rest of the neighbors saw her coming... They all came, and they all came, came to my house. So it just took one, and then we were then we were laughing about it, by the way, at the coffee, and people really got connected, and they were like, oh, yeah, we were waiting to see. We were just waiting for somebody to go, and the minute we saw you, then we knew, oh, yeah, we should go. So, you know, like, sometimes it takes a little courage, you know, if you're going to organize your neighbors, but what the heck, why not? And let me tell you, years later when we had a major blizzard, snowstorm people were never more grateful to have the neighborhood phone list because they were calling each other i was calling them they were calling me you know we were calling each other wait oh that side the opposite side of the street has power okay good we know if we need something go across the street because we may be across the street but they're on a different grid and it was extremely helpful so organize your neighbors i mean if you have bad neighbors or creepy neighbors maybe not but I have found great value in that and made amazing friends. I would also recommend as a way to meet people is to look in your local paper <coughs> or online for events that interest you and then go to them. And as I earlier suggested or suggested earlier, you know, take people with you who'd like to go to this. Another idea, I know some of you are rolling your eyes like, do, does she really do this stuff? Yeah, I really do the stuff that I talk about. That's my Ask my people. They can tell you. They've been making fun of me for some of this stuff since before college, okay? Like making lists and being organized and being out there. Yeah, they've been making fun of me. And, and I laugh about it too. You want to be able to laugh at yourself. But the next thing is to start a local club in your area. Now, uh, <laughs> I won't talk about a group I started in college, but you know, a number of years ago, I started a Toastmasters club for, for young people. So Toastmasters, which is an adult organization in public speaking and leadership, they have this little known thing. I know I was in Toastmasters for almost, I don't know, eight or more years before I found out about it. They have this thing called the Toastmasters International Gavel Club which is for three primary markets. Little little note, it's very not well known. One is they use gavel clubs in prisons. The second application or use for gavel clubs is unemployment centers. And the third is for youth under the age of 18. And the reason it's for those three segments of the population is because they don't charge the members dues like they do in the adult club. So, of course, young people under 18 typically or often don't have money or jobs. Same for people in prisons. Same for people who are unemployed. So I started this gavel club. Once I found out about it, I was like, whoo, oh, I could put my kids in that. So I did, and the, the parents were just like, oh, they loved it. It became so popular. We had to have two sessions, two different sessions, because I didn't feel having, you know, like, 
more than 40 people because these kids, they came and they gave the most amazing speeches ever. It was just like this miraculous, oh, it was so touching to see these young, young people under the age of 18 giving these speeches and working on their public speaking just like adults do in the regular Toastmasters Club. So then I happened to move, and the kids and I moved, and I decided, oh, well, now the kids have to make new friends, right? And, of course, I had to make new friends. Was a lot, I have a lot of friends from high school and college, but they're not geographically close. So they're not people I can go hang out with because we're spread out over different states. And even though I have plenty of them, you know, you need local people to go do stuff with. So I started another Toastmasters Gavel Club in the town we moved to. And and I can I will never forget one of the moms early on taking me aside and she was just like, I can't believe this. You did this. You started this. So your your kids could make friends. And I was a little sheepish, like, well, yeah. And she was like, it's like fabulous. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're happy about it. She's like, I'm very happy about it, but I can't believe it. I said, well, it's hard to make friends. And when you move, it's even harder. So this is a great platform and it's a great way for the kids to get related. And we already had one in our old town. So start a club, start a movement. There's just so many things you could, you could do with that. Next up, ask people in your circle, in your family or your neighbor, like, who do you know who, you know, who I could make friends with? Or who do you know that needs somebody to hang out with? Now, when I was single and had, you know, moved and had a different set of circumstances way back in the day, that would be when I met one of the friends at the, uh, at the Goodyear service station, what have you. I, I asked one of my neighbors and she said, oh, well, now my neighbor, by the way, was like 49 years older than I was. Okay. So I was young. She was not young. She said, you know, one of my friends and I were just talking about that. And there's a single lady who lives down in, in her building. And we thought that you guys should get together. So we did. So, you know, the older people were putting us younger people together. And you can just ask people, who do you know who's sitting at home? Who do you know that needs people to do stuff with? Or tell people, look, I need to make new friends. But, you know, you know anybody who needs a friend? Trust me, most people need more friends. If you could just take that to the bank. It's too bad we don't talk about this more often. But anyway, meet up with coworkers. Now, that's not always appropriate, but it's often okay. If you're going to have, you know, to socialize with co coworkers, you know, within whatever the co company confines are, that can be another place to make friends. And lastly, in terms of tips for making friends, I am a fan of using social media to your advantage. Now, here's the thing. I have a short YouTube video about this for young people. Most of the people do not use social media in a way to get intimately connected with people. They're scrolling through, they're leaving a like, and they're moving on. Like if you're gonna use social media, how about and you know, like how about you leave somebody a comment? How about you actually read what they're posting and share your thoughts? Like it takes like, I don't know, 10 seconds or a very short amount of time to leave a comment that says, wow, that must have been really hard. I'm thinking about you. Or how about congratulations? Good job. Like it just doesn't take that much time to leave a comment. But that's not how people are using social media. They're using social media to number one, judge and condemn, judge and assess, 
you know, or make themselves feel bad. Like you don't want to compare yourselves to others on social media, which is what people do. And I have a whole video about stop comparing yourself to others. But you actually can use social media to connect with people because I've actually made. But the thing is, you want to connect with people on social media and you want to bring them into your real life. So a couple years ago, I was changing. I had a change in my circumstances and I recognized, boy, I need to make some new friends. And I did make some new friends through this so one social media platform. But it, you know, like it's just not what people normally do. So my suggestion is start using social media, your social media platforms, whatever they are, to empower yourself, not to disempower yourself, and use it to connect with people. Like there are people I've gotten connected with on social media that when they come to my town or if I were in their town, we would definitely, you know, hook up for coffee or dinner or something because we've gotten connected. We've formed, you know, uh, a friendship. It's not in person because we're in different cities, but we've formed, you know, a connectedness. So you can use social media as a tool as a tool to get connected to people and then hopefully if they're in your geographic area you're gonna bring them into your real life and and a couple of the people that I connected with on a social media platform you know prior to the pandemic we were getting together you know practically once a week so you can use social media to disempower yourself or to empower yourself and you could use it to actually be a vehicle to make new friends in my opinion because that's I've done it that way. So that gives you some some different ideas about how to go about, you know, making new friends. If you need more, if you need more ideas, you can visit my website and read the, the blog posts, or you could look at my YouTube videos. There's a whole section about making friends. This is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would have tons of friends. Because there's just a bunch of issues inherent in it. You know, sometimes people have trust issues. So it's hard for them to make friends because they really don't trust people. Probably sourced by a dysfunctional family or could be sourced by, you know, bad, bad friendship or bad relationship. But in any case, in either case, or in any case, here's the bottom line. Takeaway number one, I want you to be well loved. It is like my thing for you. And I don't know anybody who doesn't want to be well-loved. Now, I know people, lots of people don't feel well-loved, but you want that as your number one goal. That's what I want for you. I hope that's what you want for you. And takeaway number two is that friends will help you get there. Friends can help you grow. Friends can help you heal. And definitely, your friends should be helping you have fun. Next, takeaway number three having friends and socializing is really critical to human health. It's not optional. It's critical. Loneliness and isolation have got to go out the door and be replaced with socializing with friends with, with respect to what we know in the research about health. And lastly, making and keeping friends is a skill set that you learn. As you get on the journey for growth and development and you start to like yourself more and you're taking better care of yourself, you're growing your emotional skills and abilities, you know, it becomes easier and easier to make new friends and maintain friendships. And all of my podcasts will help you with that. So here's my call to action. It's time. 
it's time to make new friends. The question is, are you willing? Well, hopefully you're willing. Now you've got some action, so it's time to get in action. Take action to make new friends. And my last call to action is that you share this podcast with people because people are suffering. People are suffering greatly. And what helps people when they're suffering and in emotional pain is to be well-loved and have friends to support them. All right. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 10, How to Make New Friends. And I definitely hope that you're just going to get out there and be bold and courageous and start making new friends because we're all clear how important friends are and how they can help you be well-loved. I also hope you'll connect with me at my website, www.lisaalundy.com where you can enter my giveaway to win existing prizes and my new book once I get my author copies and I hope that you just have an amazing life let me know how I can help you I love you I want good things for you thank you and take care